What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of MLS Now Podcast. My name is David, joined by Gavin. Welcome, guys, to episode three, I think, of season three. Well, are we, sure are we counting the uh, preseason episode, or are we just, uh, like, the preview of the season? I, and then, then we would be on episode four. Oh my God, why is life so complicated? Let's, ca- let's call it four. Let's like call it four, yeah. Let's yeah. go with four for right now. Episode four uh, of the season. Episode four of the season. Very exciting season. Man. Who, who told the MLS, Gavin, to have so many good goals in the first two weeks? I don't understand. Everyone's been popping off, man. It is crazy. And you know what's funny? Um, All of these people who were never interested in the MLS before or talked bad about the MLS or even praising it or even turning their heads just to at least watch one or two games. How much of an effect do you think that is because of Chicharito? I mean, we Not can get started right now, but... You- you don't I think don't, Chicharito has no. has brought zero viewers? Zero? No, it's not that zero viewers. It's just yeah. more more media pages that mm-hmm. usually focus on European soccer are starting to put more highlights on MLS. And yeah. And it's helping the league in a way grow. Um, and other pages, uh, like I said, that are European-based uh, soccer are posting it. And people, you know, they're liking it. And, and of course, not everybody's going to like it. But at least if we get one, two, three, four, or five people that can check out a game that's that's a grow that we're growing in, in a way yeah and it definitely helps when you know these players are scoring ridiculous goals every week crazy um i want to give a shout out to nick a uh, correspondent from colorado rapids he was uh, and shout out to the rapids as well for granting uh us access to the media box and the press conference and all of that and we're so thrilled we're so excited i, I was so proud to see nick at, at the colorado rapids game versus uh austin and having him in the media box along everybody else and having him represent MLS Now podcast, I, w- I was so happy. And, of course, very thankful to all the listeners who keep supporting us. And, and it's just great that, that we're able to do this and we're able to to provide more content for them. And, and I know, Gavin, you're, you're very happy as well. Of course, man. Like Nick's been working real hard and, and, and behind the scenes and putting out this content for the Colorado Rapids. And They've kind of shown their appreciation for him by giving him access to the media box. And I bet that was a really cool experience for him. Um, and hopefully more teams can can start to let us do that for our other colleagues who want to do that. Uh, really, really cool uh, experience for him. Yeah, and there's other teams as well, guys, who have given us uh, our correspondents some access to their press conferences. And, and it's fun and, and it's great to see that they're taking uh, the fans – uh, opinion into consideration because we are a fan-based podcast. Uh, Gavin and I have never claimed to be pros and have never claimed to, you know, to to just be experts in the sport. We're just fans of the league, the love the league, and and it's and it's awesome that we're growing that fast, and it's awesome that you guys keep on supporting us. And yeah, just very happy wanted to share that news with you guys. Thank you so much for the support. Now, Gavin, another great week of MLS just went by. Another like we were mentioning, other great goals, great games and some interesting games as well uh, and i know you're excited to talk about it you want to go first or you want me to start um yeah I'll, i guess i'll start i guess i'll start with my first take um go this one this one's kind of just like something i've noticed for the past like three years four years even um and something that i noticed this weekend when watching all the games and i'm just gonna ask you personally like why can't mls defenders like clear a ball properly like you, you watch all these games, and I swear there are so many mishit clearances that lead to goals or lead to big chances. And this isn't something that's just this week. Like I said, it's I've noticed it for the past couple of years. But like, 
Why do you think that this happens so frequently in this league? One of the first rules that the coach tells you when you start playing soccer at any youth level, if you're going to clear a ball, do it to the sides or kick it outside. Never clear a ball to the middle. And I see that a lot in the MLS, and thanks to that, we're getting a lot of golazos. Yeah, like the ball's bouncing, like like either the, the clearance is scuffed and it just like diverts its path, diverts the ball's, ball's path straight to somebody else, or it's just like, you're right, they hit it straight to the middle and then somebody takes a, a first-time shot and it goes top corner. I mean, this is, I, I don't know, I feel like the quality of the clearances could decrease the amount of goals by like half across the and, league because and, it just happens so often. And it's also that, I mean, we don't we don't really pay much attention to the defense um, when it comes to investing and spending money. Mm-hmm. We like the show. Uh, we love the scoring. We love high, we love high scoring games. Um, we like bringing in uh, big name players when it comes to the midfield, when it comes to the strikers. And we don't really focus on defenders that much. And, and, and it tends to happen. And it and, shows. And, <laughs> and it, exactly. It, it, and it shows in a way. And some teams do focus and some teams do prepare themselves. Um, and But they're mostly like depend a lot on their academies as well. Uh, but if you're going to go, you know, spend five, six, seven million dollars, it's always going to be in a midfielder, midfielder or a striker that's going to make that money up to you. You know, right. jersey sales, TV uh, views, all of that. But it, it's never it's never a defender. And if we're being honest, it's rare just because we as fans don't really don't really like have that much interest when a new defender comes into the MLS and if we're being completely honest we're always just focused on a number 10 or we're always focused on the winger or we're always focused on who the striker is yeah I think that's that's spot on I mean I was pretty disappointed almost across the league with some of the defending this this past weekend I mean did you see the post I put up on the page uh, on Twitter yes I mean what was that (laughs) from Chicago I mean that was rough um for the uh I think it was the second goal for Atlanta United. Um, and, and just overall, some of the defending this weekend, I mean, Houston had one where the defender just caught, caught ball watching. It's just, you know, there's always a mistake in every goal, but some of the mistakes are just something that you'd expect 15, 16-year-olds to make, not professional soccer players. Uh, absolutely. And I mean, to to a point, right, um, where I said we're not spending much money on the defense. And, and it's, it's not an excuse. At the end of the day, they are professional players. At the end of the day, they do get paid to to play and and, and should know better on on how to clear a ball and how to uh, how to defend more basically because that, that's what we get la- laughed at the most when it comes to uh, people from outside our league. But we'll get there. We'll get there. I know teams um once they start making a little more money, more revenue, uh, they're gonna they're gonna spend a little more on their defense as well. Yeah. All right, man. You're up next. Am I up next? Is it time to criticize FC Cincinnati finally from my side? Ooh, I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, look, go ahead. I'm, look, I'm still I'm, I'm still good on FC Cincinnati. I'm still good on their midfield. Uh, I'm still good on their strikers. It, and that we just said the perfect thing. You are professional players in the MLS, and you cannot keep letting that many goals um, pass you. If you're a defender in the league, you gotta step up big time. Are you like 22 shots by New York City FC? 10 on target 5-0 the score all four goals i mean one goal came in the sixth minute but four goals came in the second half i know they brought in um what's it matarita they brought in mm-hmm. they brought in matarita right and i understand look travis grimes is here from you and lion podcasting and he had a great point 
where the owners of FC Cincinnati have as much money, if not more, than any owner in the MLS, and they can spend if they want to. But it's time to start investing a little bit in that defense as well. Jab Stamis was known for his defending. He was one of the best. What's going on? Like, you cannot keep doing this. You cannot... FC Cincinnati cannot afford to have more games like this. The fan base is getting sick, is getting tired. Even people outside of their fan base are getting tired of seeing. I'm sorry, like if you keep this up, you're a USL level team. You're you're not in the MLS. I honestly see if FC Cincinnati has in the next three three games, if they don't win any, let's say that they don't win any games in the, in, in the first five games, Stam has to go. Mm. I mean, that's fair. That's fair, but. I'll also say this was going to be my fourth point, so I guess we can just move it right along to my my point. Um, I think their general manager has to go. Nykamp, he's got to go. Well, well, he's, well, he's, manager, he's misusing these resources like crazy. Their general manager was criticized, I believe it was last summer, when he said it was going to take three to four transfer windows for the team to be competitive. He wasn't and wrong. I, well, he wasn't wrong, but I, I criticized him in the way that mm-hmm. you can't say that in the MLS. The MLS, any team can be competitive. No, yeah, you're completely right. He he shouldn't say that, but he was speaking the truth. It does take a while to, to get back. The only teams that can do it are the teams that are extremely rich. Look at Atlanta United. But, but, but that's my point, though. The, the owners, they are rich of Cincinnati. Yep, and they used their resources extremely incorrectly. They just they looked at the team who two seasons ago had the worst defense in MLS history, and then last season was, what, rock bottom or just they about rock bottom? Goals. Yeah. Or 12 goals okay, yeah, they had no attack, but that's because nobody was afraid of them. They decided to spend it all on, like, one player in Brenner when they should have, we've had this debate a million times, they should have built up their mid, their defensive midfield and their defense. And so I that that doesn't fall on Yap Stom. That falls on the general manager, Nykamp. And I think he needs to go because he is clearly not the right man for the job. Yeah, like I said, if they don't win a game, in my opinion, within the first in the next three, if they don't win a game in the first five games, he needs to go. There's, mm-hmm. there's no there's no excuse, none at all. Um, I just I was disappointed in the defense. Uh, like I said, I'm still big on Brenner, Acosta, uh, Locaria. I know he wants to have his little revenge. Um, and Kubo too. I like Kubo, but it's just don't use him as a defensive midfielder. Yeah, like that's Yap Stom's fault. That's dumb. It, uh, like what's Tom gonna say next? Uh, they're waiting for the transfer window in the summer. No, like. <laughs> Listen, I would understand if it was any other league in, in Europe, but it's the MLS. If you fix what's wrong with your your defense, the, any team is successful in the MLS, Gavin. That's my point. Any team can be successful in the MLS. That's why the league is great. That's why people love the league because you don't you don't have to be one of those big name teams to be successful. Yeah. Hey, did you know? Did you? Does anybody know why Teton was benched for for I, proper? Was he I injured? I actually don't. I, I know Acosta didn't make the trip either. Um, and I heard them in a bit. I heard them in a way. Sorry, but um, yeah. Because he had was... an amazing first week against Nashville, and then this kid comes in, and and he was not good. <laughs> yeah, <it's> <laughs> he was just... not good. And also yeah. to to any fans out there, you know, FC Cincinnati fans who want to defend their team, you know, I'm sure there's few of them left, but fair enough. Um, who are saying, well, they scored off of five set pieces, like it's you know, it just happens sometimes. Like first of all, no team concedes off of five corners and and um free kicks in one game second of all the only reason they have those corners and direct free kicks and all those set pieces is because nycfc was dominating the game yeah so i, I really don't want to hear that take at all either yeah um 
let's see, man. Uh, we'll come back to them in, in week five, and if they haven't won a game, I'm going to start going on jobs down like I did on Ben Olsen. Yeah, and I feel bad for them because we we talk about them every week, but we do. We I mean, like, they're just that we, bad. Yeah, we no, we we I, like I want them to succeed. I want to see them do good. It's just it's a mess right now, man. It, it's it's completely a mess. But yeah, uh, moving on to the second point. Uh, your second point. That was my second point. Night camp out. He's got to go. Oh, Stam has to go. No, no, no. The general manager. Oh, the I think general his name manager Gerard, has to go. Gerard Nightcamp. He's got to go. Interesting. Yeah, he's I, listen. He's just I, not using I, their funds correctly. I know a lot of NC, FC Cincinnati fans listen to our podcast. Stop or the general manager pick if one of those, if not both of those. Let us know. Do you think we're we're little we're being a little extreme? Uh, do you think they're turning it around? Let us know. MLS Now podcast on Twitter. Always tweet us. So you want me to go with my second point? Yeah, you go right ahead. Oh man, are you ready for this one? I don't Inter- think I'm ready Miami. for any of your takes. Inter Miami, man. What about him? What about I like him? what I saw. Really. I did. Did you watch the game? I watched the game. I was because there I didn't like what game. I saw. Of course you don't. You're an Orlando fan. I'm I not expect... biased. I promise. I promise no, you. Dude, they they had a good game against the Galaxy. They had a good game against um, the Union. They're still trying to figure out their system under uh, Neville's name, right? Phil Neville. Yeah. Yeah. But look, I, I like how, pa- how patient they were. They were really, really patient without the ball, and, and the opportunities they did get. They were able to score three shots on target, two goals. Listen, here's here's what I love about seeing uh, from from Iguain. If he was really here to retire, which I know he, you know he's gonna retire sooner or later, but if he really didn't care about the league, about the team, or any anything like that, he wouldn't show that much passion when scoring, when not receiving the ball, when having a miss. He wouldn't care that much, mm-hmm. and you can tell how much it means to him. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I like. Like like I said, I don't I don't mind players at that age coming if they're actually gonna try. You remember uh, Steven Gerrard when he came to the Galaxy? <laughs> he didn't like, do anything for them. He didn't do anything, and that's why he left because he actually thought he was here to retire. And he saw that the league was actually picking up, and the league was pretty fast and very very physical. Same thing happened in Lampard, and they just couldn't keep up. And yes, I, I like Pirlo. Pirlo as well. And I like what I what I saw from Iguain, and I really like what Inter Miami is trying to do. Um, Federico Guayin, by the way, one goal, one assist off the bench. Like, what is this, 2010? <laughs> like, <laughs> he just doesn't know, stop. It, it just doesn't stop. And it, it was pretty cool to see both brothers um, score in one game. And it, 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 like I said, I'm, I'm liking what I see from Inter Miami. I do. Um, I just think they're missing one or two pieces, and, and they'll be a, a better team once the transfer market comes in the summer. Yeah, and, and look, I don't want to sound biased. I'm not extremely high on the game. Because Philadelphia dominated, and look, this was clearly Inter Miami's game plan, right? Their game plan was to yeah. sit, hit them on transition, and and, and score. Um, and look, they were very, very clinical with their two goals. Um, that's not going to happen every week. Philadelphia, on the other hand, you know what? They got chance after chance after chance. They didn't take them, but that is a much more sustainable way of playing than Inter Miami's. And you and I are thinking alike here because that was going to be my next point. Philadelphia fans shouldn't be worried yet. Um, if they continue to struggle to score, then they should start to worry. But they put in a very good performance. They broke Inter Miami down time and time again. They just could not get the ball on target in the back of the net. Um, so I'm looking at this as a sustainability standpoint. I don't think Inter- what Inter Miami did was... was um, 
showed signs of real progress. It showed signs of they know how to follow the game plan and they know how to put the ball in the back of the net clinically, but I don't know how sustainable that is. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. All right, but yeah, I just wanted to praise Inter Miami for a bit and, and really like what I saw, or I'm seeing for me, Wayne, um, the passion he has and how much he cares for the club. That, that's what I want to see from a veteran uh, who wants to lead the team. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's not a bad thing that they won the game. <laughs> you know, they played well enough to, to win the game. They put the ball in the back of the net, but it very easily could have been a draw, very easily could have been a loss if Philadelphia were a little bit better in front of goal on the day. Yeah, uh, your, your turn with your third, third take. Um, well, again, we had similar minds think alike. My third take was Philadelphia fans shouldn't be worried yet. So I said all I had to say on that matter. We're kind of flying um, through these today. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I don't know what's going on with Philly, uh, to be honest with you. The way it is right now, if they face Atlanta United in the CONCACAF Champions League, Atlanta United is going gonna, is gonna to beat them. Do you think so? I, I think so, just because uh, that the midfield has kind of disappointed me for, like, they're, they're missing something, dude. They're missing something in, FC, in in the Union. Like, they're not the same team they were last year. They're not the same dynamic team they were last year. Uh, that, I mean, that that was that was my whole point, though. You, you, you specifically you and the, the fans should not be worried. Because, look, they played a good Columbus side uh, who fought them tooth and nail to a 0-0 draw. And both teams had chances in that game. In this game, they had chance after chance after chance. They just weren't you clinical. Score, man. Yes, score. they have to score, but they created the chances. Nah, Those chances, if they it, continue it, to create it, them, they will get start to score, and they're going to be a good team again. So I, two, I, I'm not that worried yet. From those two games, they don't look like the same team from last year. I mean, okay, that's fine. All right. I, I think uh, they do. Okay. They just haven't put the ball in the net, that's all. I love it when we disagree. Yeah, <laughs> like on everything. <laughs> all right, uh, my third take. I talked about them last time. I criticized them a bit. I praised them. But I criticized them. Now I'm just going to criticize them. Nashville. Comeback Kings. Uh, come on, man. <laughs> Last Bro. three games in the MLS regular season, they've come back from, uh, I believe, 2-0 down. Because they did so, it in Orlando at the end of the season. You cannot keep creating so many chances and not scoring not win a game. They did it against um, FC Cincinnati with 22 shots. They did it against Montreal in, in week two with 18 shots, eight on target, 554 passes compared to 420. 86% pass accuracy. Like, you have to have to learn how to take care of those chances. You have to be more clinical. And I was telling Ben that, uh, our correspondent for for Nashville, and, and he agreed. But you have great players, man. You have Leal. You have um, uh, Mukhtar. You have Cadiz. Like, Cadiz, sorry. You should be able to, to, to be beating these teams and should, should be able – You should. they should be right now on the top of the East. You think so? Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, they're close. They had, to it. They had FC Cincinnati and they had uh, Montreal. They should be on on top of the East right now. With that, with how many chances they created, how many good shots they had, they could have scored. They should be the number one team in the East right now. Now, Hopefully, to be fair, the post mm-hmm. has not been their friend. They, they <laughs> hit the post and crossbar like three times this season they, already. Hopefully, uh, they can. Uh, ho- hopefully, it comes right within time. The goals come. But I keep saying it. You face not. You face Cincinnati. You face the impact. You're gonna face a good team sooner or later. That's gonna bring it to you. And if you don't take care of those chances, they're gonna make sure you. They're gonna. They're gonna make sure you pay for that. Yeah, and it's weird. It's almost like they. They like flipped from last season. So last year, you know, it was at the beginning of the season the offense was the issue, and they were able to defend really well. And yeah. now it seems this this season they have put more emphasis on their offense. 
and they've kind of forgotten their their defensive ways and they need to kind of go back to it because like you said you know they're making chances they're just not putting the ball in the back of the net but they're digging themselves some pretty big holes by going two nil down both against Cincinnati and now against Montreal and that's again not sustainable yeah they they, they gotta figure something out because it's it's I just sound repetitive like I said they're gonna face a good team and 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 they're gonna they're gonna make them pay. Hopefully, hopefully, like I said, it's two weeks in. Hopefully, they can find um, the back of the net and can start winning some games and should be uh, an interesting team to watch. I like what I'm seeing from them, the attacking style. I know I criticized them a lot into the defensive game and how uh, how defensive they were, but like you mentioned, they're trying to flip it around, but they just need to be a little more lethal inside the box. Yeah, and I know this isn't the preview podcast, but it's going to be interesting to see how they match up against their next opponent, who is Inter-Miami. So that'll be a yeah. that'll be a good game to watch. It, it'll be a really good game to watch. Now, I'll let you go next with your fourth fourth take. Uh, my fourth take. Uh, heading to Minnesota. David, I'm going to I'm going to let you take take the reins on this question and then I'll give my thoughts. Do you think Adrian Heath is the right man for the Minnesota job? Do I think Adrian Heath is the right man for the Minnesota job? At the moment, I want to give him an opportunity because he's I mean, he, he's he, he hasn't done bad with Minnesota, dude. He hasn't done bad. Yeah, he hasn't done bad to the point where like, okay, you need to be fired. You gotta let you gotta let go. Like we gotta let go of him. He he hasn't done anything with the team. He's he's done good with Minnesota. Like I, I really don't see like what's your reasoning behind behind anybody wanting him to leave right now. Uh, my main reasoning is because he has a stacked team. Okay, he's got a very good team. He's got two good goalkeepers. He's got a, one of the better right backs in the league in Mentonier. He's got a good midfield, like a def- defensive midfield. He's got a good attacking unit. He's got everything he needs, and he's struggling to to put out consistent performances with this team. You know, when they got Reynoso, I was like, yep, you know, with the, the, the amount of good players they have out there, they should be reaching LAFC levels of dominance, and they're just struggling. They're just struggling, you know, two losses in a row. And to me, you watch the two games that they lost this season. They are both down to his tactics. They're both down to his, we need to score all offense. Don't worry about defense. You know, I'd rather win 4-3 than 1-0. And, you know, one of RSL's goals is just a clear indicator of that. Minnesota had a had a corner. The ball went in. It got cleared. And it was 5-V-1. <laughs> It was Will Trapp versus five RSL players. And, you know, he almost did pretty good to defend it, but the ball ends up in the back of the net. And, you know, that's the difference in the the, the 2-1 loss. And I think even a coach that's maybe the same level as Adrian Heath, but just different tactics, can get more out of this team because of the quality of the players. I I just don't think his, his play style works with the type of squad he has. And it's hindering them. I think... I think, you know, he was a great coach to get them from, you know, the the transition from USL to MLS. And he did his job really well in making them uh, a, a competent team. But he, I think his time in Minnesota is coming very quickly to the end. Because his team, this team is too good to be, you know, not this good, not as, you know, successful. I know it's two games in, and maybe I'm just being super, super dramatic. But I just never liked him. That's not true. That's not true at all. But they're sitting bottom of the West two games in, giving up a ton of goals, just lost to a not very high quality RSL team, in my opinion. 
you can disagree with me, but I think that his time is up. Well, look, since we're staying in this game, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you my fourth take, and that's RSL. Um, I, I, I'm just, I just want to congratulate them on the win. Uh, nobody had them winning this game. Nobody had them playing the way they played, so confident uh, as a team, as a unit. Uh, even our correspondents were surprised at how good they were playing. They were able to uh, stop uh, Minnesota in the, in the first half. They were able to shock Minnesota. And I just like what I saw. Like you said, they're not a high-caliber team, but they did play really good. And, and they played to – they play, how, how do I put this? They played to the best of what the roster can offer. They, they maximized their, their potential sort of thing? Sort of thing, kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it was their first game against a very good Minnesota, very, very good roster. And I really did like what I saw from them. They were an attacking team, 11 shots. Um, it's it, it's it was fun to see. It was fun to see, and I was really surprised. And I just wanted to mention them. I literally just wanted to mention because I was really shocked with what they did and how they came out in the game. Yeah, and we weren't able to talk about them in the first week because they they had the week off. So um, it, it's it's fair that they get some airtime on the podcast. But you know, I, with my take being the the Minnesota thing with Adrian Heath, I don't mean to take away from RSL's performance because you're right, they did play really well. But in my mind. With the players Minnesota had out there, they should still be beating that RSL team. Oh yeah, of course. Not to take away from how well RSL um, played, but um, Ben Ben from uh, Nashville, our correspondent, was asking um, if Reynoso was a one-season wonder. No. And exactly, uh, and I didn't want to answer that on Twitter just because I wanted I was saving it for the podcast. No, for two reasons. Uh, he needs help in the midfield. Uh, was it um, Molino, right, who left? Yes. He was the one helping him out a lot. They were understanding each other. And two, if you see Reynoso, you see the vision and the passes he still makes, even though they're not scoring, you can tell he makes the complete difference in that team. You can tell that the ball moves through him. Like, they cannot get to the offense without him. I just feel like he they, they need somebody to help him out. And I said it last time, we were trapped, but a lot of people disagreed and still disagree and don't believe that he's the right person in the midfield for Minnesota, but we'll have to see what they do. But uh, no, Reynoso, I think, is one of the most talented players we have in our league. Oh, yeah. Uh, no way is he a one-season wonder. He does need help, but, I mean, Laud is good. Finley's good. You know, they had Agudela up front, so, you know, that's not the best striker in the world. But they, they do have other strikers in their team. They just need to get them healthy and ready to play. I can, Yeah, it's not Reynoso's can I, fault. Can, can I go with my fifth take and last take? Uh, yeah, go right ahead. Chicharito. He stepped up, man. Oh, man, I'm liking what I'm seeing for Chicharito. First of all, what did you say when I told you I was expecting 15 to 20 goals from him? I think I was saying no you, way. You you brushed it off. Yeah, I definitely did. I, I'll eat that one. So, look, here's what I'm liking. I'm liking his confidence. I'm, I'm liking how much he's trying. I like, I'm liking how much he uh, he fights for the ball and how much he looks for the ball. You can tell that the complete difference from last year to this year. He does not give uh, he does not give any ball up easily. Example: that first goal. Uh, I'm not sure who the Galaxy player is that shoots it horribly. I think it was Zubak. Zubak, yeah, probably. It, he shoots it horribly and it was going out of bounds, and nobody was expecting it. Like everybody literally thought it was going out of bounds, and you see Chicharito running as best he can and slid and and scores and it's it was beautiful to see that it's beautiful beautiful to see the hunger he has um you know he said it he said it himself that 
mentality has a lot to do with it. And last year, mentality-wise, he wasn't there. There was a lot of things going on with him in his private life. And, and you know, like, I'm glad everything's getting better for him. But I, I'm, I'm I'm happy to see him. I'm happy to see him happy. And Galaxy need that, man. Galaxy need a player like that. Slatan uh, left, Pavon left, and they needed somebody who who can lift the Galaxy spirit up. And Chicharito is finally being able to do that, uh, scoring a hat-trick now four goals, five goals in two games, sorry. Uh, 168 minutes played, man. He, he's he's looking really good. Total shots, you know, ex- excluding the block shots, are six shots. Shots on target, six. Goals scored, five. 83% conversion rate. 33 minutes per goal in the first two games. What do you make of that, Gavin? I mean, he's, he's killing it. I mean, he is killing it. I think, you know, yes. Like you said, the, one of the big things that, that we're liking is the hunger from him, the mentality switch, the the desire to, to, to be the best, um, the, to be better than he was last year. One of my favorite things that I've seen from him this year is his leadership. Yeah. Did you see after the game, he went up to every single player and gave them all a hug and they all were looking for him. They were all looking for him. And you can say, oh, that's because of the hat trick and he won them the game. I think that's more down to his leadership and and he is rallying that team and, and saying we need to be better than we were last season. We need to improve and I'm going to be the one to step up to make sure that happens. And he was talking to everybody. He was demanding things from the players. I mean, every everything about this this performance this season is five, ten times better than it was last season. Um, and, you know, the, the question I asked um, for the preview pod was. Can he can he generate some momentum this week against a, a rough-looking New York Red Bulls team? Yes. Yes, he can. Yes, he did. And now they're up against a hard opponent next week in Seattle. All eyes are going to be on him, but looking at the way he's performed, the way his mentality is these last two these last two games, I think he's going to step up again. Listen, all five goals coming inside the box where he's more lethal, where he's known for, um, for being Chicharito, right? Because only he knows... How to be in the correct spot all the time. Uh, two goals with his, two goals with the left foot, three goals with his right foot. Uh, the guy is killing it. The guy is feeling confident. He has LA Galaxy feeling confident, and, and that's what you want to see, right? And I'm really happy for him and happy for the Galaxy. I know Manny was going crazy about it, and yeah, man, let, let's keep an eye on Chicharito and see how much uh, how much more he can produce. Yeah, and let's not forget Greg Vanny and and all of this, you know. Absolutely, and Vasquez as well. Yes, Vanny or Vanny and Vasquez. I mean, the coach definitely has a big role to play in in the team's in, improvement. But I think Chicharito is right there alongside him and and making sure that happens. So yeah, very All good right. take, Dan, you, David. You with your last take? Um, Guzan. He's had a great. Ooh. Oh my God. He's had a great. <laughs> Guzan's had a great first two games um for atlanta united and he um he made a couple of really big saves against yes. orlando had a couple of good saves against chicago and you know i thought last season like at the end of it he was going to retire like that's that's how poor i thought he was last season so i think i just wanted to give him a shout out and say he's still a quality keeper um and you know he he looks like he's had a mentality switch as well and he is really looking to have a good season this season. Let, let's hope, for Atlanta fans at least, let's hope he keeps it up. No, yeah, he had a really good game against uh, the... Uh, Chicago. Chicago Fire, sorry. Uh, against Chicago Fire. And 
you can really tell how much he wants this redemption uh, and how much he wants to prove everybody wrong. Also, Heinze, their coach, he wasn't really happy. Well, he was happy with the win, right? Uh, you can tell. But he was really, um, really, uh, how do you say, critical of how many chances Chicago got and received. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they, and they Guz, did get a, a couple good chances. And Guzan um, was a big part of that win, and I was really happy for him. It, it's just, yeah, man. I, and I know it takes a lot from Gavin, by the way, guys. <laughs> a lot from Gavin to recognize Guzan's good uh, two weeks. <laughs> yes, it does. And while we're on the topic of Atlanta, can we just talk about how good of a commentary Barcolasso was? I mean, that was impressive. Like, <laughs> oh, God, dude, dude, oh my, that's what I'm saying, man. Look, I know you're talking about the commentary, but I'm talking about the goal. The MLS has produced so many good goals this la- last two weeks that it's crazy. Like, each, literally, there's a goal that has happened in, like, well, there was a goal last Saturday, then one goal on Sunday, then another goal the next Sunday, then another goal the last Saturday. Everybody's pointing at it and going, that's the goal of the year. That's the goal <laughs> of the year. That's the goal of the year. Like, and then, like, when you don't think there's another goal that's going to surpass it, it surpasses it. It's ridiculous, man. It's, it's, it's so it's crazy. crazy, and I'm so excited. And, like, if this is what we're expecting and this is what we're getting, bro, bring it on. Bring it on because I am all in with this league. I am all, always have been and always will be. This is why this league is one of the most exciting leagues, if not the most exciting league in the world. Yeah, big time, man. Um, all right, very, let's go through the this, games. Yep, very quick. Sporting KC, Orlando City, 1-1. What you think really quick of that game? Um, Pretty average game, really. Uh, <laughs> Orlando City struggled to create really big chances. Um, Sporting KC, again, also struggled to create really big chances. It was um a game, also a game of VAR. Uh, I think Orlando City had two goals called off for VAR, and one goal for Sporting KC was called off for VAR, and they did... They did really well with it. So that's the main takeaway from the game is that VAR actually did their jobs correctly. New York City FC beat uh, Cincinnati 5-0. We talked about that. Uh, Nashville 2-2 with Montreal. Montreal is finally freeing themselves. Henry was holding them back. Yeah, and uh, one player I do want to talk about really quickly. Um, I almost wasted one of my five takes on him, but I didn't. Uh, Mihalovic has been looked great, has been looking very, very good for Montreal. Not really sure. I think I said this last week. Not really sure what Chicago was thinking. Getting rid of him for whatever they got for him. He is just too good. Um, and he's he's helping turn that team around. So really good acquisition for Montreal. They played really well. They're going to be pretty disappointed they didn't hold on to that win. Uh, Vancouver was able to get a 2-2 draw against Toronto. Toronto, by the way, just signed one of the most exciting players in South America in Jefferson Sotelo, I believe for about $8 million. So they should be really good once Pozuelo comes back and they get Altidore back as well. Um, really happy that they got the sign, that they got that player, but also kind of worried for them in the CONCACAF Champions League if they haven't been able to get a win against Montreal and against the Vancouver Whitecaps. Yeah, I mean, imagine if they still had Greg Vanny and they got that player. I mean, I don't I don't know a ton about him. I did see that he was linked with Inter Milan um, a yeah. while ago. Um, and it, Milan, Inter Milan didn't get him for whatever reason, and so it's really impressive that Toronto got him. He's going to be a big player for them, in my opinion, um, just based off that point alone. And you're you're right. Once Pozuelo comes back, they're going to be a different force. It's just can Chris Armas get this team, you know, into a groove, into a into a good form. San Jose three one over FC, FC Dallas. I know. Uh... We focused on this game last last week or telling people to focus on this game. It was a pretty good game by San Jose. They took care of their chances. Uh, Wando got a red card. 
Um, he's, I don't know <laughs> what's accidental going on red card. Did yeah, you see it? Uh, yeah, I saw it. It, it, was, it was pretty crazy. FC Dallas needs to step it up a bit. I'm not sure what's going on with them. Yeah, and you know we said this last week. FC Dallas were a little unlucky. Did you see the first like 15 seconds of the game? Did you see what happened? Not. So in the first 15 seconds, the ball goes back to their goalkeeper, to San Jose's goalkeeper Marcinkowski, and he takes a touch on the ball, takes like a step backwards to go and boot it up the field. And um, one of the FC Dallas players, I can't remember who it was, like runs up and takes it off of him. And then Marcinkowski like tackles him and the ref didn't give a penalty. And that would have changed the game for, for FC Dallas. In my opinion, it is a penalty. I'd love to hear Greg's idea on it because it's very similar to the one that I think Inter-Miami got last week or or somebody got a penalty where the ball was kicked kicked off uh, the goalkeeper and the goalkeeper tackled the player and um, the ref gave a penalty. Very similar to that one. Um, I'm not really sure why this one wasn't given. Um, maybe because it was literally 25 seconds into the game and you know yeah. how refs do that. But very unlucky with that penalty and, and the one against Colorado last week that we already talked about. But overall, their performance, not very good. LAFC 1-1 with Seattle Sounders. Uh, pretty good game. Well, Okay game. I'm not going to say pretty good game. Okay game. I wasn't really thrilled about the game. Um, New England, DC United. New England beat DC United 1-0. Own goal by DC United. Yep. Yep. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Minnesota lost to Rouser Lake, like we mentioned. uh, Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say something about the DC game. Um, Oh, no. I wasn't really happy about that game. It it, It was really bad from both teams, in my opinion. Oh, you think so? I thought it was a pretty even matchup. Uh, I just, I, I didn't like it. I was expecting more goals, to be honest with you. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, and, you know, New England almost put in an own goal of their own. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost just two own goals, and that was it. Um, um, I said yeah. to keep an eye on that one. I guess I was wrong there. Uh, Atlanta United, Chicago Fire 3-1. Chicago Fire haven't won a game, uh, haven't won an away game, I think, since 2019 or 2000. Or, yeah. Or 2020. Sorry, 2020. Um, something like that. It was just the stats pretty crazy how much they're suffering outside of their house. Philadelphia Union lost to Inter Miami, which in my opinion is an upset. Inter Miami mm-hmm. was not supposed to beat them. Yep. Colorado Rapids lost to Austin 3-1. Austin finally getting their first win. I'm not sure why I'm saying finally if it's week two. Um, <laughs> getting their first win in Major League Soccer. Did you know that the waiting in the waiting list for the season tickets for Austin is 18,000? No way. Really? Yeah. That's insane. That's a lot of people, and there were a lot of people at the Colorado game. You for, tell uh, me what Austin. You tell me. You tell me what Houston and Dallas are doing wrong. Um. Well, like I said last week, FC Dallas are holding them back with their poor ownership. Um. Houston, it's got to be a branding thing. Yeah. Uh, or not even branding, just you know, I yeah, guess quality. Because is, the, is, the way Austin's run, it looks really impress impressive. This is a good subject for for, for a future podcast. Portland. Yeah. Beat Houston 2-1. And the last game, Chicharito Hattrick versus New York Red Bulls. 3-2 for the Galaxy. Really exciting stuff, guys. I uh, know that some of our takes you're not going to agree on. Not everybody's going to agree. Tweet us at MLS Now Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Check out MLSNowPodcast.com. We have so many people writing different posts, reviews, post games, everything. A little bit of everything under. Check it out. Gavin, anything else you want to add? Um, Kate Cowell had a really good weekend. For San Jose, yes. very young yes. player, um, so he's one to keep an eye on. And I guess I asked it last week, so I'll ask it again. Did you have a favorite goal this weekend? Yeah, Barcos. Barcos? Well, Lasso, man. I don't know how anybody can say there's a better goal than that. I mean, there's no better goal, but did you have a favorite goal? 
bar post because I was watching a live and I was eating. Um, what was I eating? This should be like a new segment where I talk about what I eat, what I watch. <laughs> was it Chinese food again? Uh, yes, it was. It was the shrimp, shrimp lo mein. <laughs> it was extra, it really. Yeah, it was. Like I, I promise, you, it was the same thing again. Extra <laughs> shrimp with a little extra soy sauce. That's funny. You should just. <laughs> that, you should make that a tradition. I will. <laughs> Every Saturday night, eat eat soy sauce, extra extra shrimp with your Chinese food. Oh, um, funny. mine's got to be Mason Toye for Montreal. That curling yeah, up in the top for them. corner. That was beautiful. Yeah, he's been really good for them in the last two weeks. Yeah, he has been. All right, guys. Anything else you guys want us to, us to talk about? Anything you want to say? Anything you want to express? At MLSNowPodcast.com on the website. MLSNowPodcast on Twitter. Rate us on iTunes. Rate us anywhere you can. Uh, it really helps us grow. It helps us uh, get to other listeners and get more people focused on the MLS. Thank you so much for your support. Keep supporting the league. Keep supporting your local club. Till next time, Gavin. Till next time. Till next time, man. Yeah.